And that is the story. In garlands and wreaths, in the faces of children, in the face of Fran helping those children, in the faces of the choir singing, that was gorgeous. The first Sunday of the new year. And so we wait. We don't wait for very long, only three more candles to light and then uh, the big white one, we know what that means. Jesus is going to be in the manger scene. And hopefully Jesus is going to be in our hearts. Will we prepare? Will we wait well? Will we work during this time of waiting? This isn't a time for Christians to be sitting in a pew twiddling their thumbs, just hanging out. It's a special kind of waiting. With eagerness, with great hope, with anticipation, and sharing those things with everyone in our lives around us. Even so, Lord, come. Today we hear the story of the second coming of Christ. There is nothing subtle about the second coming of Christ that John describes for us. Nations in anguish, roaring and tossing seas, people fainting from terror, even the sun, moon, and stars will be shaken. The translation we heard talks about the power of the heavens turning on us. I'm not even sure what that means, but it doesn't sound good. It's big. There can be no doubt it's going to be really big. Now, even though the first Christmas the first coming of Christ was filled with humble beginnings, a carpenter and his betrothed, a baby born in a place so small that even small town people looked on it, down on it, a manger. In a barn, despite the quiet and the humble in the story, even the first Christmas was not very subtle. A virgin with child. Now that will get your attention. Dreams and visions. An angel that appears and then vanishes in dreams and in person. The whole known world in a mass migration to register for a census. And oh yeah, there's also all these choirs of angels suddenly appearing and filling the sky. You would think more people would notice that. It was big. It was really big. 
And still, so many people managed to miss it. Christmas today is also about as subtle as a sledgehammer. Christmas music in the stores in October. I swear Sissy is the witness. In fact, she noticed at first we walked in and in Christmas music. It's not even Halloween yet. And there is something strange about hearing Christmas music and looking at Halloween decorations. But maybe Christmas should not fit so easily in our world. Christmas lights on homes, trees for sale, family gatherings, Christmas shows on TV, everything is on time and just, everything is on sale and just in time for Christmas. Amazing how that works out. Christmas parades. Advent wreaths and garlands in the church, choir cantatas, something is happening, and it is big, really big. And I, for one, like it that way. I like Christmas music in October. I like the trees and the decorations and the family gatherings. I even like the increased traffic on Selenese Road that lasts long into the night. It tells the world something that we need to know. That something big is happening. Tremendously big. It must be big. For even with all of Christmas on display, some people will still miss it. They will miss the birth of God's Son. God's Son won't be in their Christmas at all. They will miss the sacrifice God made to forgive their sins. Their sins forgiven won't be part of their Christmas at all. They will miss the deep yearning of God's heart to bring peace to the world. For them, Christmas will just be a, a day, a day for family, a day for merrymaking, followed by a day of packing up Christmas and putting it all away until next year. They will miss that Christmas is not just a day. They will miss that Christmas is not even just a season that rolls around every year at this time of year. They will miss the great message that God's love is never out of season. They will miss all of what Christmas is truly about. And if all that can happen to us in the church, just think what could happen to those in the world. Wait, just who do you think it was I was speaking to? 
Amen.